Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Relatable Real Estate Podcast. We are two young guys that talk everything Vancouver real estate while keeping it relatable. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? It's going great, Cade. You know, I'm getting excited here. Spring market is coming. A lot of clients are getting excited about real estate again, which is awesome uh, for both us and our clients, right? Yeah. Because they're going to get into their new place or sell their place, whatever it may be. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, same same thing here. You know, everyone's coming out of uh, hibernation, buyers <laughs> yeah. and sellers. And uh, yeah, I'm actually really excited for this episode. It, mm-hmm. should, it should be a good one. So do you want to let the people know what we're talking about today? Yeah, we're actually talking about spring market, right? I think uh, we talk a lot about first time home buyers, but I don't think we've talked about first time home sellers. That's also a big thing, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people have not, never sold a home. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, the springtime is coming, like we said, and that's probably one of the main times of the year that you can uh, get a really good deal for your home. And yeah. a lot of people are out there looking for homes anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So I think just to kind of start off, we're basically just going to say, what is spring market? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think, you know, a lot of people listening as well, everyone has heard the term spring market, yeah. but it's figuring out what that actually means. So right. um, it's pretty, you know, it's kind of basically explained, you know, how it <laughs> it's just a spring market in springtime. Yeah. Uh, we typically see it to be the first busy time of the year. Right. Um, it's, you know, literally going back to the point of me saying people are coming out of hibernation, like it's, it's a thing, like, you know, uh, wintertime, it's kind of sleepy mode in real estate. A lot of people are just getting back in routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we see like the biggest influx of not only buyers, but also sellers. So, yes. so historically higher inventory. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. A lot of people have waited the spring t- or the winter time to anyways, do renovations, do whatever it yeah. may be. So the market is spring. There's a lot more inventory. There's a lot of more options for buyers to choose from. Uh, and there's a lot of sellers, you know, trying to sell their homes, maybe even looking for other homes as well. So, you know, yeah, like you said, historically more, more inventory, more people on the market to buy. So it is a good time to, to either buy or sell. Yeah. And again, we're going to say historically, we're basically, uh, referring to we basically look back the last 15 years right uh in greater vancouver and just looking at months we can just see a different a few different stats there and right. just historical data so you can even you can literally see the peak um you know as yeah. winter comes it just goes all the way down and then you see spring it just kind of like yeah, shoots like up this. right away. Yeah. yeah it's like a set of waves going through the years so if anyone wants exactly. that data you know reach out to us but uh that's basically yeah. what we're gonna be going off of today yeah but another data that we saw as well is days on the market totally. so that goes back to why is uh, spring a good time to sell a lot of people you know um, don't want to wait let's say 150 days to sell their home they want to sell it quick because they have other plans they need the money whatever the case may be and uh, you know we saw uh, of course on the on the graphs of course it depends on the year but 99% of the time spring market less days on the market let's say even last uh, two years it was around like five to six days on the market which is insane it's definitely yeah, not that, normal that's not the norm yeah. it's definitely not normal but you know compared to let's say last winter you know we've seen homes on the market for like over 50 days yeah totally i mean yeah months three months four months nine five months yeah um so again yeah going back to inventory spring market like I think a lot of people when they think inventory they only think of buyers right um, but again that could be you know beneficial for sellers as well because yeah you know sellers it's it's nice to sell in those markets of you know where you have the only you know listing mm-hmm. in the building so there's a lot more you know desirability um, but at the same time it's like where are you going to go right so exactly again, this is why we think uh, when we say why spring is the best time to buy or sell is because if you just find it to be the best for everyone mm-hmm. like you know if there's uh there's definitely gonna be times of year where it's better for buyers but you know sellers suffer and vice versa mm-hmm. but this is a time where we just find it to be in the most equal for everyone so 
it's very common. I mean, if you're selling your place and you don't have a second place that you already bought it a few years ago, yeah, uh, or I don't know how many years ago, uh, you most likely will have to sell and then find something that you you, you need to buy, yeah. right? And what happens is majority of the times, if people uh, don't have a place that they can move into, they'll hold off on the sale, totally. right? So that's another reason you have reason. to, <laughs> yeah. you have to right? Where where you're gonna live? So yeah. I think that's another reason why people wait until the springtime to sell. Yeah, no, the, the ladder move is huge. And again, going back to the days on market, like you do not want to be writing offers on anything unless you know that your place is going to sell, right? Right. Again, we, we saw it, you know, at that fortunate time of end 2022 where the the peak was just coming down and people were kind of weren't sure what was happening with pricing. And a lot of people didn't keep up. And some people had, you know, those accepted offers, you know, maybe they're looking for a month and their place just couldn't sell. Right. Uh, so they couldn't complete in the property. And that's an absolute nightmare. I'm not even going to go into that. But uh, <laughs> again, that's why this is a great time because <clears throat> it's reassuring for sellers to know not only can you have a variety out there uh, to purchase, um, but that just means that, you know, your place is going to sell even quicker. Right. I think something else to talk about is definitely the potential to multiple offers. Yes. Uh, just going back a little bit here. Uh, let's say after last summer. So let's say summer of 2022 onwards. Mm -hmm. We saw multiple offers kind of go away right just because the market cooled off um you know even though there was still low inventory a lot of people were kind of unsure but you know again this spring here 2023 we are seeing buyers kind of coming out more people getting more excited about real estate and if you're a seller why is multiple offers great well because you can literally sell for over asking price or even a lot more than you're expecting right and they need to be a lot more accommodating to you of course, absolutely, because you know you have to receive a, a more competitive offer, right? Sometimes yep. subject free, even though again, uh, subject free offers are kind of not a thing anymore because yeah. you have the three day rescission period. But you know, the cleaner the offer, the best for you as a seller. No, it's a good point you bring that up because that rescission period is this is gonna be the first uh, springtime. Yeah, I guess the first year, first spring, yeah, where that's gonna be in effect. Right. Um, so I think last year springtime is where we saw like kind of just wild subject free offers. Absolutely. Um, you know, but now this will be interesting to see how that plays out. But still optimistic. Um, but yeah, again, one thing for you know, just talking about being accommodating and you know, working with people's dates. Um, I love talking about the dates in springtime because, you know, the average kind of possession we see is about 60 days. And after spring, what's next? It's summertime. Right. So some of these people are taking possession in like peak summer, which is great. Um, cause again, that's kind of where we see things in a lot of, you know, people's personal lives kind of slow down, you know, mm -hmm. going to the lake on the weekends, you know, going to the cabin, whatever it may be. Um, especially, you know, with the kids, you know, we were talking about this mm -hmm. before kids, kids being off of school. Um, you know, it can be a, a great time to, to take possession of that new property in the summer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think another thing too about kids and kind of, you know, buying in the spring and then moving in the summer. Well, there's lots of things. The first one's weather, right? Yeah. You definitely don't want to be moving in the middle of a snowstorm or like a, a like a lot of rain just because that adds to the stress of moving, which is already 100%. really stressful. 100%. And uh, the other thing is, like you said, kids, right? A lot of people are looking to move their kids from school to school. Yes. And the summertime is the perfect time to do it, right? Totally. Because you're starting a new school year. Uh, it would be a great time for you to buy in the spring, uh, have some time to, to kind of... Uh, pack everything and, and move in the summer where the time or the weather is great. And then yeah. you can already look up for a new school. Put your kids in those sports, get build them some friends before right. they start up yes. again. But uh, yeah, I don't even know if kids can leave uh, during the school year. Like I don't you, know. Maybe they have to stay in. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I don't have kids, but, but yeah. if you have kids, let us know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, going back to that, uh, you know, just springtime and the, the weather. 
Um, not only is it just, you know, nice because people in Vancouver, we appreciate nice weather because we don't get it very often. Um, but also just from a selling point of view, like listings show great in the summertime right. or sorry, springtime. Yeah. Uh, you know, first kind of, we like to see, you know, people do their first kind of landscaping projects of the year because you can't, you know, mow your lawn, do anything in, in, in the, you know, wintertime. Um, a lot of, you know, gardens, pools, things like that are shut down. Uh, so spring is where we kind of see everything slowly come back to life and just really, you know, have those showstopper listings. Yeah. I mean, you see pictures on the MLS when it's kind of like gray and like yeah. rainy. It just looks so sad, right? It You're does. just like, I, I, I just don't want to move to this place. It, it looks kind of sad and, and kind of boring. Like the yeah. colors don't even pop or anything. Totally. But then you see like a, a springtime like listing and the pictures are like just this like really bright sun. The colors just pop off so much more. And something else too, I, I just thought about is that, you know, a lot of the times on uh, winter um, time pictures and listings, you can't really see how much sun gets in the unit. Yes. Right. That is a great thing. And a lot of people actually you know are concerned about that yeah. they either love the sun they mm -hmm. either love that there's a lot of sun in their place yeah. or they hate it they're like i don't want any sun coming into my place i like a dark cave uh so yeah i mean that gives a better idea of uh, what you're purchasing into no that's great and sometimes i laugh if i go with buyers and write a listing we're like <laughs> Yeah, this place is south facing, so there's tons of natural light, and it's just like <laughs> darkness. Just, they're just like, uh, what is this guy talking about? Right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Sun exposure is huge, you know, especially mm -hmm. if you're in, you know, those kind of um, shared living spaces right. or those condos that there's a lot of things around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it could totally feel like a cave. So mm -hmm. again, the summertime and springtime will kind of show you what it actually will look like in those prime time uh, weather periods. Exactly. I mean, that's also another thing. Um, I just sold a condo in Burnaby there and it was southeast facing mm. and it had AC, right? Nice. And in the winter time, okay, you can advertise that there's AC, but like, the, you know, it might not make a lot of sense because you're like, why do I really need AC? It's not even like, exactly. you know, it's still pretty cold. But then in the summertime, that condo, it's a lot of windows. I'm sure it's going to be really warm. 100%. So like that AC is definitely going to get into use. So if you have like a feature like AC, it's probably better to advertise that in the spring or even summertime. Totally, 100%. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I think another thing with spring we always hear uh, is spring cleaning. And uh, we right. see that correlate with listings. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, you know, uh, especially some stratas, because like stratas aren't going to be doing pressure washing in the wintertime. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. it's very rare. Very, um, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you go to these stratas and they've just pressure washed, you know, the walls or they pressure washed the cement. You the know, windows. Windows, everything. Yeah, window cleaning, exactly. Because yes. you, you, you can't do that in the wintertime or you can, but it's just kind of a waste yeah. um, with all the, you know, stuff that's going to smack into it. But yeah, so a lot of people do a really, really good job in the springtime kind of bringing their listings back to life uh and you know do a whole lot of cleaning and just making everything look pretty <laughs> yeah and sometimes too like they don't even do any renovations mm. uh but just because it looks better from outside yeah. i would say appreciates in value too right 100%. kind of like not technically going up in value but it's just kind of like you know you, you, the potential buyers are going to see oh yeah this strata is actually very well taken care of uh this strata actually looks better than the pictures whatever the case may be um and i think that that's one advantage of listing in the springtime as well. Yeah. Um, I think something else that we talked about is renovations, right? Totally. Um, I mean, of course, if you live in the strata, it might not be that as relevant, but if you live, for example, in a detached home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you do really nice renovations during the springtime, it's probably the best time to do it. Yeah, I mean, we were talking before, there's also renos that you can only really do in good weather. Exactly. <laughs> like the roof and stuff, you're not gonna be doing that when we have those heavy <laughs> snowstorms or BC snowstorms. If there's anyone from the East Coast, I'm sorry. Uh, they're like, you guys don't get snow. But 
<laughs> yeah, um, I was actually uh, talking to somebody at a networking event and they were uh, a business they had. They did interior design and they did like custom millwork and stuff. And they said springtime is one of the busiest times for them. Because right. um, a lot of people, I guess a little bit before, so probably like March, April, people, they're like, you know what? They spend all of their money uh, in the holidays, so they need a few months to save up. Right. And they want to spend their money in the spring before summertime because summer's all vacations. Um, so, yeah, they, they said it's, it's quite normal where a lot of people do reno. So, again, that's a great thing for buyers um, because you may be walking into a unit where they've just done the floors, they've just mm. done the roof, they've, you know, repaved the driveway, whatever it may be. Right. Um, so, again, just kind of a bonus for, for both sides. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think something else that it's important about renovations uh, is that, you know, some renovations might make sense mm -hmm. and some renovations might not make sense. I think we can do an entire episode about yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, if you're thinking about listing, let's say, in the spring and you're planning on doing renovations, mm -hmm. I think the very first step you should do is maybe talk to us and yeah. see if that renovation makes sense or not. 100%. The one good thing about spring is that we see a lot of the listings coming up and you can compare it better to your property, right? Totally. So, so like, let's say there's no other uh, properties like yours and uh, they're not renovated or whatever. Uh, it might not make sense for you to do like a complete renovation yep. if you're just looking to get like a few thousand dollars more. Yeah. No, I, again, we've, we've talked about this so many times, but it's like, just because you put in $100,000 in your property does not mean it's going to be worth an yeah. extra $100,000. You know, a renovation, you know, you may have a super crazy custom wine cellar <laughs> or you build things that for some people are like, I don't care about that. Exactly. Like, that's not going to reflect in my offer, the mm -hmm. money that I give you. But you made a great point there about listings coming up that I didn't think we were going to talk about. Um, it was for CMAs. Mm -hmm. um, so comparative market analysis, it's tough to have a rough idea for values in the wintertime. Right. Um, because lack of in inventory, right? Yeah. So when when um, when inventory comes up and there's lots of sales happening, it's a lot easier oh, for absolutely. us on our end uh, to be able to give you a more accurate sale price. You know, compared to going off of this unit or these three units that sold two weeks ago, yes. compared to this one comparable listing that sold 45 days ago, absolutely. And we have to use monthly market stats to reflect in the CMA, which is it sucks, right? right. So no, that's a great point. And again, like not only we do a comparative market analysis, right? your buyers, whoever is trying to purchase your home, they're also going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. So if they can't come up with a more accurate value of your home, mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, it's it's going to be harder for them to even send you an offer that, you know, uh, you think it's it's worth, right? So like, for yeah. example, let's say there's a lot of places being sold at, uh, let's say in the springtime, you have lots of options and a lot of data mm -hmm. to back up your listing price, for example. If you list it super high in the winter time, there's nothing that's sold that's similar to yours. No one's going to want to, you know, risk it and say like, yeah, it kind of roughly is that amount, totally. right? Especially when it comes to like hundreds of thousands of dollars, people are yeah. very picky with that price. Well, it's, uh, you made a great point there because uh, I was actually talking with a mortgage broker not mm -hmm. too long ago, and he said that uh, appraisers, it actually affects with a, uh, or affects appraiser, appraisals as well. Um, because they said when there's a lack of inventory, you know, say there's one property that like could have been a good comparable, but not really. And they use that and it, you know, totally messes up the numbers. Right. So like when you have less inventory, like these, these comparable um, properties reflect way more at the price. So if you're dealing with two compared to 12, it's a lot easier for those 12 to get better numbers to reflect your appraisal. But right. when it's, it's less, it's, it's hard for them. Right. So right. I guess that's another quick little benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I 100% I agree with you. I think. What we can move into now is what if you are a seller mm -hmm. um, and you're planning to list either the spring uh, or the fall even, but I would say this spring, which is the main topic of uh, this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, what you should be doing. Like, let's just talk about some of the first steps. Yeah. So again, going back to CMAs, I think first step you should do if you are a seller is 
you know, contact your realtor and just yes. get a rough idea of what your property is worth now. Right. Um, so have that comparative market analysis done. You know, we can show you, you know, subject properties that have sold in your area that are mm-hmm. comparable, give you a rough idea of what your property is worth now. Um, Cause again, that will really reflect and help you for future decision-making. Yes. Um, Cause again, we, we've talked about this in the past, but you know, uh, maybe you wanted to upsize, you know, from your townhouse to a detached, but the numbers that we have now, um, doesn't make the most sense for that. You know, right. unfortunately, budget-wise, you wouldn't be able to afford that. And there's other cases where people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to just upgrade to a bigger condo, but their property appraised way more than they thought it would, and they can actually afford a townhouse. Right. Um, so, again, just starting that initial plan with, you know, what your property's worth now and kind of what you realistically will be able to walk into is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something else, too, is that from the market of 2022 to 2023, a lot of things have changed. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people, and I've, I've gotten that already this winter, uh, early spring, is that a lot of people think they can get a lot more than what you know the market really says they can, mm-hmm. right? Although we have been seeing February now, the market heat up quite a bit more. Yep. Uh, but you know it's very important that, again, like you said, the first step is contact your realtor, either me or Cade, of course, we are already realtors. If you're yeah. watching this, you already yeah. know. But uh, um, it's very important to contact us. Uh, just let us know, like, hey, I, I'm just wondering. I'm planning to eventually sell this place. Um, like, how much can I sell it now? Just so I have an idea, right? Again, it's something that we do um, fairly often. So yeah. it's not something that, you know, it's going to cost you money or anything. But it's a great planning tool. And I think mm-hmm. that's the very first step. Totally, because again, the the BC assessments kind of threw everything out of whack. Of course, um, yeah. Because they kind of came out at the time of those peak prices for last year, where a lot of those prices don't reflect in today's market. Not at all. So again, we've we've had tons of conversations with people that are just like, "Hey, blah blah blah, like what my I should be getting this right?" And we're actually seeing for first time in, in quite a while that um, property values are actually coming less. Um, than the BC assessment. So again, right. that's that completely varies between properties. We're still seeing them, you know, higher or lower. But now you really have to take that extra time and and you know do more accurate uh, evaluations of your property. Absolutely. And then after talking to us, or maybe even thinking about talking to us, mm-hmm. uh, another reason for you to do that is that if you're planning to do renovations, like we said, mm-hmm. uh, we can maybe tell you like, hey, like maybe hold off on that renovation yep. because it's not going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Or will come up to you and say like, hey, yeah, you should definitely do that renovation. You should definitely change the floors and the cabinets that will add a amount, like a tremendous amount of value to your property. Those are things that, you know, we're going to tell you uh, once you contact us because I mean, otherwise we have no idea if you're thinking about seller. Totally, yeah. <laughs> no, but totally. Again, like going back to your point of having more data is huge for us because, yes. you know, say you're in a building and there's, you know, proper or multiple places selling and we have two comparable floor plans of yours in that building. One of them was not touched at all and it sold for X amount. The other one, you know, they had a $50,000 renovation and sold for this amount. Mm-hmm. If we see that either A, the one that was renovated sold for an extra hundred grand, absolutely go for it. But if we see that maybe the difference was like 15, 20 yeah. K, then you know it's not worth it. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, again, there's there's a lot of like freshen up, spring cleaning, uh, baby renos that can go really a long way. Absolutely. Uh, and then I guess the third step here, I think that one is very important, uh, is being prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, in many ways. I mean, you already talked to us, you see if you can do renovations or not. And the third one is financially and, uh, you know, overall just kind of cleaning up your contracts, right? Totally. Um, of course, like you said, if you're in a situation where you need to sell first mm-hmm. and then buy, 
uh, it's very important that you talk to like a mortgage broker, yep. uh, you know, see your financial side of things, right? If you're upsizing or downsizing, even mm -hmm. uh, it's important to do that because like we said, not only there's more sellers, but there's more buyers. So if yeah. you're competing with someone, you want to make sure you have the best offer uh, right away, just in case, you know, you're competing with someone else. Totally. And again, just going back to with, uh, you know, mortgage, mortgage brokers, mortgage planners, like again, we like to call them mortgage planners because they can help you plan for the future. Yes. So again, even if you talk to us and, you know, a broker back in January, mm. um, and maybe they, maybe the broker said, you know, Hey, you know, Daniel, unfortunately you're not really able to buy now, but you know, come springtime, you're going to be ready to go. Right. Starting that step is going to be huge. Cause again, like you said, things get uh, competitive things get complicated <laughs> and you want to really clean up that offer yeah um, but when you when we say clean up you know for the people at home what does that basically mean well basically you know simplifying your contract as much as you can yeah uh, so let's say like subjects you want to make sure you know you have someone that reads the the strata documents beforehand mm -hmm. so you don't have to put that in the contract um, of course it depends but yeah. um, you, you want to make sure you do all the due diligence before you, you write the offer just to make sure you can clean up as much as possible. And yep. let's say you have financing, I'll figure it out. That makes it even better. Again, now with the three day rescission period, you do yep. have those three days that you can use to do, let's say, an inspection. Of course, we can still leave that there. But as the more we clean it, the more we can match the dates that the seller is looking for, the best your offer is going to be, the more competitive and the more chances you're going to have to to get the property you're looking for. Totally. Yeah. With, with, you know, cleaning up basically just means like make it as simple as possible. Exactly. <laughs> like remove the more, th more things you can remove that could potentially kill a deal like a subject um, is huge. So like you said, you know, reading through strata docs, if, if we can get them early and there's a direction of offers, we can read through all that. You know, we don't need a subject for that. If we can read and approve the title and PDS, don't need a subject for that. Right. If you have no idea what we're talking about, it's all good. We'll, we'll go over <laughs> that later. Um, but again, just think of a subject as a deal killer. Yeah. It's essentially what it is. It's, it's giving the buyer an opportunity to back out of a deal. So the least amount of subjects, clauses, and things that we can have to kind of accommodate the seller, the more inclined they are to working with us. Yeah. And especially for them, um, you know, and I guess this is a little tip for the seller. Sellers, you know, obviously you want to be getting the most bang for your buck, but you really should be looking at factors that are going to help you right. if you're doing that lateral move. Of course. So maybe, you know, you have two, two identical, or sorry, two offers with the, uh, you know, completely different dates. And the one that has dates that work for you, you may get $10,000 less. And the other people, they just can't budge on those dates. Right. It may make more sense to, you know, take, take those dates, right? Yes. Because you need to make sure that it's going to work for you to not only sell your place, have that possession go through, but then your new possession. Yeah. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we did an episode, Christmas oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, we talked about all the subjects and uh, contracts in general. So go watch that. But no, absolutely, kid, you're 100% right. Um, I would say, you know, another thing is um, for buyers also, right? Of course, be ready. Again, we're talking about uh, cleaning up the contract and um, yeah, be, be ready to compete, really, because yeah. it, it is getting competitive. Again, we're super low inventory, right, right now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's about the time that you talk to mortgage broker, talk to us, and uh, be ready to clean up the contracts. Yeah, and, like, just know, like, if there is a good listing that is coming on the market, yes. it's, it's going to be gone. Absolutely. Like, if, if it's reasonably, reasonably priced in a great area, you know, decent property, nothing crazy going about it, it's going to be gone within the first couple of days unless it has a direction of offers. One thing that I think it's hilarious when um, a lead tells me this or a client tells me this is, let me know when you find a good deal. And uh, I yeah. think that's something that we, everyone hears about, but 
there's everyone's looking for a good deal right so yeah. it's difficult for for you to get something that's super cheap and not be competing with someone else yeah so you know that good deal might turn into multiple offers and whatever so that's why it's also important totally and again like <laughs> one thing that just absolutely kills me because i get it but it's just it's hard for some people to understand like i always hear people say oh you know what just like we're just kind of looking right now if the perfect property comes my way exactly. i'll act on it yeah. Like, unfortunately, just it does not work that way. Not like, in BC real estate. Yeah, unless you have like full cash offer, you don't really need to, you know, worry about anything right. else. Like, you're basically a bulletproof candidate. Um, that's just not a reality. Like, no. There's no way that a place would be able to come up. You'd have time to get the approval done, go through all the contracts, be explained everything, and like submit an offer right. sometimes within six hours. Yes. Dude, last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, uh, there's a place that came on the market at like, I think it was 11 a.m. We saw it at 5 p.m., wrote on it at 7 p.m., four other offers, and it sold that night. Yeah. And two of them are subject free. Very similar story. Um, found a place my client, she likes it. Thursday, yesterday, yeah. uh, was the first showings, 7 to 8 p.m. Yeah. Uh, they received three offers today. Yeah. So, exactly. So again, just going back to the point, if you know you want to hold two days off, in the market, I, I completely get it because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people associate due diligence with stress. They're right. like, if I do this, I have to be committed. That's not the case. No, you can get pre-approved. You can talk with us. And if you say, hey, you know what, Daniel Cade, I'm not ready for this. That is completely fine. Right. But if you're in a situation where you want to buy, you need to be prepared because things sell quick and nothing sucks more than, you know, saying, Hey, Daniel, I know, you know, we saw this place yesterday. We have to submit an offer in two hours and then just being completely flustered. Yeah. So having the due, due diligence done beforehand, going over the contracts, knowing everything before of what you need to sign, how that looks like, how the process looks like, yeah. just goes for a way smooth the process. Absolutely. So basically to resume everything, if you're currently a buyer that's looking to buy in the spring market of 2023, yes. make sure you're ready for multiple offers, make sure your finance is in place yep. and, uh, you spoke to a realtor about your, your situation, right? Yeah, and so when the time, when the bright property comes, you're all ready to go. We can get you in and yeah, pretty yeah. smooth process. Same thing for sellers, get excited, be prepared. You know, maybe uh, start talking to us sooner than later to see mm -hmm. what, what what's worth it for you to do with your listing if you need to get it super pretty or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm super, I'm, I'm really excited. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else to say? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, again, I'm, I'm super excited. I think this is going to be, you know, the first busy time we've had in, in quite some time, uh, you know, since last year. And I think we've kind of seen a plateau of pricing. So um, another thing real quick with pricing is I think we're going to see um, potentially pricing for multiple offers. Mm. Um, you know, back before, if, if you saw a property listed at four ninety nine nine, it was probably worth, let's say, four, you know, five sixty. Buyers would just be like, "Screw you!" Like, I'm, I'm not wasting my time with mm. you, right? Like, you you would list it what you wanted, like price to sell. Um, but now, because you know buyers are coming back, and I think you know uh, sellers understand that there's going to be a lot more demand, we may see those, you know, four ninety nine nine, nine ninety nine nine, just because they may not exactly know, right? Um, this is kind of the first new wave of data of prices going up. Uh, so to be fair to some of these, you know, sellers and sellers agents, there's not a whole lot of this new data to support them. Uh, but again, just be prepared to see these prices. So if your budget is a million dollars, not a dollar more, and you see a property for 999999 um, be prepared that it could very likely go over that. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% true. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's about it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're super excited about the podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you're liking it, let us know. Our Instagram is Relatable RE Podcast. 
Uh, my in personal Instagram is Daniel Santos Real and Cades is Real Kate Perkins. Yeah, right. Let us know in the DMs what you're thinking, and uh, we'll look forward to the next episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. Awesome, guys. Thank you.